The reading is from Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established, it cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Ellie. That's great. Should we pray together as we come to God's word? Kids, you might want to put your hands together if you like, and then we're going to open them like a book. Ready? Dear Lord, please help us as we open your word. Amen. Our hearts were all a flutter. Most people in that place, they were waiting to see one person in particular. It had been hours, days, even weeks in the build-up. And yet, she was nearly here. That's right. I went to see Disney on Ice earlier this week. And uh, we were generously given tickets to this show at the O2. And uh, it's full of Disney songs. And it's got lots of the good ones. It's got Aladdin songs. And it's got Moana songs. And uh, a bit of everything down the, down the decades. But a lot of people in the room were waiting for the big hit of recent years. They were waiting for the song that they all knew. They were waiting for one woman in particular. She's called Queen Elsa. And sure enough, the producers, you know, they're canny. They knew what they were about. So they waited till the end of the whole show and they kept Elsa back because they knew lots of us were waiting for Elsa. And then I saw her creep on at the side of the ice, nudging my family. There she is. She's here. She's come. And sure, I mean, let it go. It doesn't disappoint, does it? If you know that song, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's Disney on ice. It's a, it's a film called Frozen. I mean, everything sort of comes together so that she can skate across, releasing her cape. It was fabulous. Everyone was waiting for her. And you know, in the psalm that I want to focus on just for a moment with you, this Christmas day, the whole world is waiting for Jesus. The whole creation is waiting for the Lord to come. And it's fabulous when he comes. I just want to press into that joy with you for a moment. I want, I want a bit of that feeling for you as you go away from church this morning. Oh, he, he's come. He's absolutely come. So if you have it there, you might like to keep it open. Psalm 96. 
It was probably written a thousand years before Jesus was born, but it's bubbling over with excitement about the Lord still. And I just want to focus really on Psalm, um, on Psalm 96, verse 13. It's the climax of the psalm. And for simplicity, we'll just do verse 13 together. It's moving actually to realize in February, if you were here at church in February when Ukraine was invaded by Russia, we turned to Psalm 97 and we were searching to remember for words like, how do we, what do we think? How do we pray? What is God doing? What can we possibly say? And we found our way to Psalm 97, which is much the same. It's about the Lord coming. It's about him being king and reigning. They often, Psalms 93 to 100, they all go together saying the Lord reigns. And I find it amazing that in, in uh, the next door Psalm, we end up closing out the year together. Psalm 96, remembering the same thing. The Lord reigns. He comes. Let me put it this way if I can. He comes. He comes. I'm not making it up. Look, he's right there. Verse 13, it says, Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes, he comes. I mean, it's so good. He says it twice. The psalm is just bubbling over with excitement. He comes, he comes. So excited. So let me ask you a question, and I need a little bit of interaction here. I'm going to ask you just to turn to someone near you, if you're willing. If you could have anybody turn up at your Christmas dinner, who would you choose? You could have someone living or dead, uh, real or fictional. There are no real rules, but if you could have someone at your Christmas dinner, who would you choose? Just if you're willing, just go for a minute with someone near you. Who would you choose? Oh, they weren't big enough. They needed something even bigger. You would choose Messi, would you? That's a good one. Do you want to shout that out in a minute when I ask? Cheers, sir. That's nice. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Who would you have, Joshua? You say what you want. Don't know. Have a think. Thank you for humouring me. Anybody want to share? Who, who would you have at your Christmas dinner? Harry Kane. Harry Kane, yeah. Aww. Anybody else? Anybody else? Who would you have at your Christmas dinner? Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. Oh, Stanley from Marvel Comics. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Anybody else? Lady Di and Mother Teresa. That, wow. That would be a fascinating conversation. I would love to be part of that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. One more. Anybody? C.S. Lewis. Wow. Yeah. Good. Good dinner conversation partner. Thank you. I, um, I have a hard time choosing. I think probably I would choose uh, my son, personally. If I could have my son, Monty, here, it would be a special Christmas dinner. I think I'd... he's died now, but I think my heart would be all a flutter. I'd be anticipating that. I'd be longing, longing to see him. 
be special. And of course, Christmas is like that, isn't it? It makes you miss the people who are gone, long, long to have a meal with them, a Christmas with them. And therefore, you know, if you would love that feeling with somebody, if you would love that Christmas with somebody, you know something of this already. Oh, he, he comes, he comes. The Lord comes. There is so much anticipating in, in, anticipation in Psalm 96 about the Lord's coming. Anybody tell me, in verse 11, if you have it there, verse 11, someone shout out, who is rejoicing in verse 11? The heavens, yeah, thank you. And who is glad in verse 11? Yeah, I think I heard it, the earth, did someone say? Yeah, there you go. And it goes on, doesn't it? You can follow with your eye. The sea resounds, the fields are jubilant, the trees of the forest sing for joy. I actually counted eight different bits of nature in just in these, these last three verses in that stanza. Maybe you can find them. Eight, eight different bits of nature that are resounding, they're joyful about the Lord coming. We've been putting ourselves in the shoes of the Christmas characters recently at church. And uh, if you've been here, we had a look at Simeon. We had a look at Joseph. And last night at Christmas Eve, we, we tried to put ourselves in Mary's shoes. And you could go through the whole Christmas cast doing that. You also could, of course, have done the shepherds and the wise men. And these guys, they were all a flutter. They were all rejoicing. Isn't that striking? You get to the end of the Christmas story and you think, wow, they, they all accepted it gladly in the end. They all got their own story, but it's amazing. And here in Psalm 96, we're all included. It says all creation, everybody gets to welcome the Lord. There's a famous bit in the Bible in Romans 8 where it says, the creation waits in eager expectation. That's it. You see, that's, that's the whole planet. That's, that's, that's human beings and every creature just longing for the Lord to come. And of course, Jesus is that Lord. In particular, in this psalm, it's about the Gentiles being invited to come. That means the non-Jewish people. That's quite a big deal for the Old Testament. For, for it to say in the heart of the Old Testament, we want the whole earth to know about Jesus Christ coming, about the Lord. Nine times in this psalm, it says the nations, or all peoples, or all the earth. And that is why you could think of anyone on your street. You could think of anyone in your class. You could think of anyone in your company anyone in your family or around your dinner table, and you can be sure that they are invited to come and be excited about Christ as well. The Lord comes. Much bigger than even being at the O2 to see Queen Elsa. Now there's one more thing. One more thing I have to share with you this Christmas day. He comes, he comes to judge the earth. I want to just get this in your head, and you might think to yourself, that doesn't sound very Christmassy. That's not very, that's not very cozy. I don't like the sound of that. It sounds a bit old-fashioned, even a bit fire and brimstone. But just remember, this psalm is one of a traditional set of Christmas psalms. It's, it's read all over the world this Christmas, along with uh, Luke chapter 2 and the other Christmas readings that you might be used to. And it's glad. There's a lot of joy in it. So maybe, just for one more moment, maybe there's something we're missing if we think that justice isn't good. The psalm says in verse 13, let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes, he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. How about this? Kids, can one of you read that for me? 
It's not fair. Has anyone said that in their life? <laughs> yes, me too. Yes, I have as indeed. And indeed, Christmas Day can sometimes lead you to say, it's not fair. So I just want to play a little game with you, okay? It's called, is it fair? And uh, I'm going to invite you, if you want to be interactive, then give me a thumbs up if you think it's fair and a thumbs down if you think it's unfair, okay? Everyone got it? Your thumb ready? First scenario. Your brother gets given a PlayStation for Christmas. You get given a parsnip. <laughs> is that fair or unfair? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah, it's obviously unfair, isn't it? Okay, thank you. Second one. You get given a plate of Brussels sprouts for Christmas dinner. And your family each get a plate of pigs and blankets and turkey. Is that fair or unfair? You're the only one with a plate of Brussels sprouts. It's pretty unfair, isn't it? Yeah. Thirdly, you are able to go to school and get an education. But 66 million children in the world are going hungry. So even if they go to school, they can't concentrate because they're too hungry. Is that fair or unfair? It's unfair, isn't it? But that, that, that is the case in our, in our world. Okay, I've got, just got a few more. The Lord Jesus comes to earth, God himself. He's entitled to everything, and yet he gets laid in a manger, grows up in obscurity and poverty, and is like any one of you and me. Is that fair or unfair? It's, that's a slightly trickier one, isn't it? I'm seeing, I'm seeing a mixed response. I think in a way, isn't that very fair? Isn't that Jesus Christ? He's playing by exactly the same rules as all of us. I mean, he's, he's becoming a human like all of us. So none of us can say, you don't know what it's like. It's so unfair. That's amazing. The Lord Jesus grows up and treats everyone equally. He treats women and men the same. He treats the rich and the poor the same. He treats foreigners and Jewish people the same. Is that fair or is that unfair? It's very fair, isn't it? It's astoundingly fair, especially for the ancient world. It's amazing. Okay, last one. The Lord comes and he gives himself to die on the cross so that every sin is punished, whether it falls on him or it falls on the perpetrator. Is that fair? You do well to hesitate. That, that is a glorious mixture, isn't it? That is so fair because everything gets punished. Justice is done. The Lord comes to judge the earth and everything that was evil will be judged. And yet it's not fair. It's, it's mercy. I mean, that, that, that is the kindness of God because you don't have to be punished if you don't want to be. It can fall on Jesus. The Lord, he comes, he comes to judge the earth. Maybe you're wound up about some unfairness this Christmas time. Maybe there's something in your family that's really getting to you. Maybe there's something that you're doing today that other people aren't pulling their weight for. Maybe there's something in London or in politics that just doesn't seem fair. Well, be glad about this, my friends. Jesus Christ, he's so fair. He comes to judge the earth and he is so just. He's so even-handed and good. And one day, he will bring justice to the nations. So, I want to invite you today. Where can we put this? I want to invite you to sing about God's justice this Christmas time. 
Can you sing about it? Not just tolerate it, not just acknowledge it, but can you sing about it? Because that's what the psalm does. Can you sing about God being, he's so fair. That's what the psalmist does. And indeed, in a moment, we'll sing joy to the world. And that's a jubilant hymn um, based on Psalm 96 and Psalm 98. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let me finish with a story. I read recently about a man. And he was called Fyodor. And uh, 173 years ago, this man was 28 years old and he was in Russia and he was part of a book group in Moscow. And the ruler of Russia at the time was mean and he felt threatened. He was called Nicholas. He didn't like people discussing ideas that could threaten his regime. So he heard about uh, Fyodor's book group and he sent him and his friends to Siberia, which is very cold and very far away. It took 14 days for him to travel there on the back of a cart. And he was, he was consigned to forced labor for life. But on his way there, two women, on Christmas Eve, 173 years ago, slipped Fyodor a New Testament and they said, here you go, you have to read this. And Fyodor went to the labor camp and when he wasn't working, he read his Bible, his New Testament, and he searched the pages. And he didn't end up spending his whole life in that labor camp. He actually went on to write incredible stories. He was a writer. He's called Fyodor Dostoevsky. And he wrote books, stories that celebrated fairness and kindness and love. And he wrote, having read that Bible, I believe that there is no one lovelier, deeper, more sympathetic and more perfect than Jesus. If you feel the world is often unfair, then look to Jesus this Christmas. I find myself more and more singing that prayer at the end of the Bible. Come Lord Jesus, I want your fairness, your justice. So maybe for you, you can put on joy to the world when you get home and turn it up loud. Do that. That's singing, singing about God's fairness and justice. Maybe you can read Psalm 96 later on in your house, maybe at your dinner table, maybe on your settee, maybe with one or two people who would appreciate it as well. Or maybe later today when the thought crosses your mind, it's not fair. Maybe you can catch yourself and say, but he is fair. Let's pray together. Oh Lord God Almighty, we praise you. I feel we've just, we've explored one aspect of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father, his, his fairness, and yet we love it. We want to sing about it. We want to raise our voices and proclaim to the world for all that it's suffered, for all the brokenness and unfairness. He is good. He is even-handed. He is fair. And we can't wait for that full and final coming when we see it with our own eyes. Amen.